I'm going to start by playing you my theme song that I got made. And oh, it's very stupid. Okay. This is James Malcolm. Reviews James Malcolm. A podcast where your host, James Malcolm, reviews James Malcolm. As a gay icon and stand-up comedian, James Malcolm has had his share of comedy reviews. Like this one from the spinoff.co.nz. If I'm honest, I did sleep through James Malcolm, so I just cannot comment on what they did. But now it's time for James Malcolm to review every part of himself and see what he discovers. Here's your host, James Malcolm. Hey guys, welcome along to James Malcolm Reviews James Malcolm, as you heard in the very silly intro. Uh, it's where I, James Malcolm, review myself, James Malcolm, every aspect of my personality. This might be the first episode, or it might not be, I'm not sure what order I'm releasing these in, but my guest today is one of my very close friends, uh, for now. Uh, we'll see how the <laughs> podcast goes. Uh, and also an amazing comedian. Uh, she won the uh, 2017 Raw Comedy Quest and has achieved a lot more since then that I don't have time to know. Uh, but be rest assured, there's a, it's a long list. Um, and we are... <laughs> so, so, so. Uh, we are recording remotely uh, because of the old the old COVID nineteen. Uh, but thank you, thanks for joining me, Ruby. You're welcome. Strong start, strong intro. <laughs> how are you feeling about reviewing me? How are you? How's how's it? How's how's how are you feeling? <laughs> um, I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 ready. I've got you some. I've got some notes. Um, <laughs> Great, we love notes. But uh, I, I, I don't think I'm, I'm gonna hurt you. Okay, <laughs> cool. <laughs> you might, and hey, that's okay. That's part of the podcast, and uh, and you have amnesty, so now's a great time to use it. Oh, maybe uh, I'm gonna write some more down. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, if you were writing a review on James Malcolm, the person. Uh, what what do you think the headline would be? Put a lot of thought into this. <clears throat> uh, James Malcolm, the moral comedian reveals would never cheat at words with friends. <laughs> Wait, sorry, Im- immoral? Yes. So I think there's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would tend to agree. <laughs> so my headline comes with levels, okay? Level, okay. Yeah. As, as, all, as all classic headlines, gone the, you know, it's not like <laughs> a headline is supposed to uh, capture your attention or maybe, you know, give you the gist of what you're going to be talking about. That's not the route Come Ruby no. Esther has gone. That is, uh, that is old news. <laughs> <laughs> Ruby Esther has gone for inside jokes and layers. Uh, please uh, peel back these layers. Yes. Now, I don't mean immoral in the traditional sense. <laughs> That's great. I think when people first meet you, mm-hmm. they're a little taken aback. I think people get the wrong idea about you because you're quite, like, extroverted and obviously, like, your comedy is quite, like, dirty. Like, mm-hmm. And I think yeah. a lot of people sort of, tag that onto you as a person if that makes sense yeah that's interesting i think that 
one, I don't think I'm an extrovert. I, I appreciate really? that I, yeah, I appreciate that I um, do often project that, particularly on stage and also, mm. yeah, in my social life. But I, I genuinely <laughs> think so I'm the, a, two, the two main places. <laughs> no. Okay, carry on. But no, but yeah, okay, that's fair. But <laughs> what I would say is that when I, like I, do, I am very social. I, I, I'm not saying I'm an introvert. I think I'm an extroverted <laughs> introvert or okay, introverted like extrovert or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because I am all those things. I'm very, I'm a lot when I'm out, and I am very like act like an extrovert. But when I'm at home, I need my own space. And living with people and flatting and stuff has really taught me how much I has made me reevaluate that extrovert label because like I live with an extrovert now and he would quite happily and I've lived with extroverts in the past who would quite happily hang out from the time we wake up to the time that we go to bed unless you know apart from doing our own things during the day whereas I need my own time in the morning Mm -hmm, for sure and need my own time at night so I think I've got that introverted side to me yeah Um, no I, I agree with that um but again, so I think that's like another thing. Like people associate you as like this loud extrovert who's, you know, just very a lot more open than a lot of other people. And I think that gets tagged on to you. But then like when you become your friend and you 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 get to know you and you play words with friends with you, you realize that you have like basically very strong morals. <laughs> it's like <laughs> So what I've done with that headline is subverted your expectations. So Wow, that's a really great, uh, you've really played with the form. <laughs> I just think that, like, you have very strong morals about, like, even the tiniest of things, like words with friends. Like, you got, you would get so frustrated during words with friends. Mm. But Over what, though? Over, what was over, over? over me absolutely killing you in it. Yeah, that's what I thought you were bringing up. But how does that, how does, how is that morals? <laughs> no, I, well, I think, like, you feel, you feel things very strongly, I think. Yeah, and, I'm very emotional. Yeah, you, so, like, on one side of the scale, you love words with friends so much. But then on the other side, you don't love it enough to cheat because you feel very strongly that that is wrong and no one should ever mm. cheat and being I cheated once. Most important. Yeah, I cheated once at Words with Friends, remember, and I told you immediately. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I cheated, and then I was like, I just cheated. Like you I wouldn't be good bad, at cheating. I, I did a bad thing, Ruby. I did a bad, bad thing. I'm a sinner. <laughs> it's just making me think. Sorry, two seconds. Just pause to interject. <laughs> were you playing the game the other uh, We were playing a game uh, at games like the other day. I can't remember if you were in this game site or not. We've been doing like virtual games nights throughout the pandemic. And we had one where there's this game we have to suit people into like what personality type they are. Yeah. And the round was um, the seven deadly sins. And were you playing that? I was playing that. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember James Masterpick saying, gee, a lot of these sins fit James Malcolm. <laughs> really made me think of that do you okay here's my question do you think my comedy projects a bad person 
like do you think that if you watch my comedy that that is a that that persona is bad because that's sort of what you're implying right that like <laughs> that they meet me and they see that I'm different which implies right it's not like bad it's not like people would watch you and be like oh what a terrible person it's just like a slightly more I think when people watch your comedy maybe on stage they see you as like just a little like very very liberal and very mm-hmm. very out there so like it yeah, is we can talk about it because for people who haven't seen my comedy it's very hypersexual <laughs> yeah. um it's very very gay it's, it's very, very funny. <laughs> thank you i mean that's, a, that's a, i didn't want to say it myself but thank you um <laughs> waiting for you to chip in <laughs> yeah it's very it's it's very full-on though usually very dirty which is not actually that reflective of my real life i'm actually like not a super sexual person outside of comedy and i think that's actually a lot of the time why i joke about sex so much because it's actually a side of life that i find a lot of comedy in because it's so uncomfy and so awkward and weird to me yeah um not that i yeah don't enjoy sex i do but i i do find it as one of the more like uncomfortable awkward sides of life which is why i think i draw comedy from it Mm. yeah yeah, they're making a pure a judgment purely on like your absolutely filthy comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If you were to describe me to someone who hasn't met me, someone who might enter our friend group or a comedian who's just started, and you they were like, "Oh, who's James Malcolm?" and you were to describe me to them, how would you describe me? I would describe you as initially a lot. Uh-huh. But very, very sweet and well-intentioned um, and very funny. Yeah, I think the way to describe you is to is to almost brace people initially. Yeah, I think that's how I felt when I first met you. But, I mean, now, obviously, you're one of my closest friends. And How did you tell me more about how you felt when you first met me? I knew of you um, mm-hmm. because... Like you, I did the Class Comedians program, um, just a comedy program we have in New Zealand. And, yeah, I when I was doing that, I was watching videos of you on YouTube, like, endlessly. And I was like, <laughs> endlessly watching videos of me on YouTube, which means yeah. at that time was watching the same okay. video no. repeatedly. <laughs> you, you joke, but yes. <laughs> I was like, God, he's so funny. He, oh, he's a little sweetie. Um, I don't really think that, oh, man, it's weird to think that people would do that. So yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm only friends with you because I'm a long-time fan. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so then when I first met you, I was, uh, to be frank, scared. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I was scared of you because I thought you were really – cool like when I saw you doing comedy I thought you were really really cool really good um but then yeah I also got that like extroverted kind of vibe from you because you were always with like a big group of friends you always seemed like kind of the leader of the pack I guess that being said you were always like so sweet to me like you introduced yourself to me it was so sweet you'd always like make an effort to like include me in conversations and stuff because I was you know new to the comedy scene and stuff you were new to the scene and I saw I think I saw a lot of talent in you which i still Aww, don't cute little cutie well that brings us into the, f- the fun part my favorite part of the podcast okay. which is <laughs> um so in a review obviously you have your pros and your cons 
Well, where do you, where do you want to start? Uh, I mean, do you prefer like good news or bad news first? I don't know. Nah, let's do good news first. Okay, good news first. Um, I think you are very inclusive. Thank you. Um, and I, I really like seeing that in a person. You, you give people opportunities to like open up. I think, yeah. And this might be, this might be jumping the gun a little bit. I might be stepping on one of your cons, but I think that maybe a con you might have found, if I could predict early, is that once I've included you, you never, you can never. <laughs> Okay, yeah, you might be stepping on something there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, next next part. Very uh, sensitive to others, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, not to get, like, too serious or anything, but you've definitely been there for me. When, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't talk about that on the podcast. On a roller coaster that only goes down. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, you and I like in a weird way, those are some of my like fondest memories of you. It's just like you digging me out of a hole. bathrooms. (laughs) We don't need to pinpoint locations I've cried. (laughs) Fun. I know that's very generic, but you're just like a very fun person to be around. I think because you can have friends who are like inclusive and compassionate and all that rubbish. Um, which is great to have those kind of friends. But then, yeah, I think it's really important as well that you can, like, flip that switch or even have, like, a middle ground where you, like, yeah, you just make things fun and are always down for a fun little time. Um, Right. Yeah, I think those are, like, my top three that I was, like, thinking about. Cool. I'm happy with that. I mean, if that's the only only good things about me, then... (laughs) I mean, I can't force you to think of more good things about me, Ruby. Like, it's totally fine if I was not. And then, and then you bring out the list of bad things, and I bet it's now, good thing. onto the stuff I need to work on. <laughs> oh, yeah, if that's, your, if that's your list, that's cool. Oh, my God, no. Obviously, there's more than three. There's, like, so many. <laughs> just, I'm just wide. There, yeah. There's, like, you know, that yeah, other so one. Many, like, uh, yeah, and, and the thing you do. The thing, that thing I mentioned the other day, love yeah, that about remind you. Remind me, what was that thing? Oh, you are you are, you're just a little cutie, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. I'll take that. I like like I was um, you know coming up with like things to uh, pinpoint and like put on this and stuff, um, and I, I genuinely found it very hard to like not in a bad way, but break down. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let me finish. James Malcolm. Shush. I genuinely found it hard to think of things. No. No. This is really funny. I genuinely found it very hard to, like, cut into pieces the parts of you that I like, that I adore, because I, I, like, when I think of the good things of you, I just think of you. Like, oh, that is really sweet. Yeah, I I love you. Man. All right, oh, I love you too, Ruby. Um, for now, but we do <laughs> move into the part of the show oh. where that potentially all crumbles. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, me buttering is... you up. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the part of the show where, just like in any review, you have the good things about 
the thing. And then you have the bad things about the thing, the things that James Malcolm could improve on. James Malcolm uh, maybe can't improve on, but is just a, a flaw of himself that will never oh, be fixed. Oh, my uh, God, James. Okay, so I think, you know, since you mentioned it before, why not start with that one? Um, on the other end of your inclusivity um, is is entrapment, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> that is a really funny way of putting it. Because, it, uh, you know, it feels like an honour to, to be accepted by you, to be included, um, really does. But I think... I think sometimes if someone maybe doesn't feel like going to games night, mm-hmm. you you could be more okay with that. I have thought about this. I think it is that, uh, I think, oh, I don't really know. I think that I am very, yeah, I, you're right. I am very, uh, aggressive Mm. when people um in my group that i little group i curate yeah um, (laughs) you know don't want to don't want to hang recently i was talking to someone about how i don't like wellington very much sorry if you're listening from wellington because i found that (laughs) wellington is really clicky and it's really hard to make friends there because everyone's already in these cliques Mm. and if you're not in the clique you're fucked sort of thing And someone said to me, Auckland's exactly the same, James. You're just the head of one of the cliques. And and I'd never thought about it like that before. Like They were like, you're the Regina George of a clique, Um, which I I never really thought of. But every time I tell that story to someone, they tend to agree. Would you you agree? Well, now I'm questioning, like, whether you are genuinely inclusive or I just feel like I was one of the ones that was picked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I am inclusive, but I also think I'm very like, well, I'm inclusive. Well, yeah, I don't know, actually, now that you mention it. I am inclusive of people. I mean, I'm not inclusive to everyone. If I don't like them, I have to like a person. I would stick to the, stick to the pro that you're inclusive because, like, because you haven't just, got that many, so you can't be taken anywhere. You know, it's not, you know, get rid of that one. Um, no, because, like, thinking back on it, like, if we're ever, like, hanging out at um, the Classic or um, wherever, like, and someone starts up a conversation, I, I think, yeah, I've seen people be, like, quite rude and quite blunt and, like, not engage with a person who's trying to say hi or anything like that. And I think you just, you're so far away from ever doing that. Like, it doesn't mean like they're going to come to every board games night or anything, but it's just, you make an effort with people. And yeah, I like that. I think, okay, I've had trouble articulating this, but Mm -hmm. now I'm thinking about it. I think what it is, and it is, I'm not saying it's not a con. I'm just saying, I'm just explaining where it comes from. But I think the reason I get very aggressive when people from my group don't want to hang is because I um, I put so much into that one group and whereas lots of people have lots of separate groups yeah, um, and they have friends over, you know, I can't point, but, but you know, they have friends <laughs> in one, they have friends in one area, uh, you know, one group of friends they do this with and they have another yeah. group of friends they do mm-hmm. that with. A lot of people do that. What I tend to do 
is whenever I make a new friend from a different outside place, I'll draw them into the original group rather right. than having lots of different friend groups. Yeah. I sort of just indoctrinate that person into the <laughs> the click and make my click even bigger and make them like help introduce them to all my friends and hope that everyone will be friends. Okay, yeah, this is um, sounding less like a click and more like a cult. A cult? <laughs> <laughs> yes, for sure. I'm not saying it's a great thing I do, but <laughs> I think it probably would be healthier. There's been times where I've consciously tried to um, separate, like meet someone in a different context mm -hmm. to like where I normally would meet them like at comedy or something like that. And I've tried to really work at keeping them separate because... I know that it's a thing I do where I just introduce them to everyone and then they're part of the same clique. And I think that's where the aggression comes from when I when people can't come to board games night or can't hang out or whatever in that group mm. is I'm like, I've put everything into this group and in my mind I get very I'm very protective of the group. Of I'm very, very like I want the group to all hang. And if the group doesn't all want to hang, then I don't ha always have other people to go to because I've collected yeah. run into this one group. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. And also <laughs> the other thing I'll say, because one time there was a huge conflict between us. <laughs> what? Whatever do you mean? <laughs> was a time we were having games night and you said you were tired and you were going to go home and then you went to the classic. And in my mind, I'm like, I ask our group is so cool and is so great that who the fuck are you going to hang out with at the classroom <laughs> that you'd rather hang out with than us? This mm -hmm. is what really rocks me. Mm -hmm. I know <laughs> because you've mentioned it. <laughs> First of all, mm -hmm. I said. <laughs> okay. For the record. For the record. I'm feeling quite tired. I'm probably going to go home via the classic. I dispute. You can't because that's what I said. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine, carry on. I would totally understand you getting mad at me if I had been like, oh, sorry, I feel like tired, I'm going home, and then was like, yeah, at the classic. That would suck. In my mind, that's what happened. I know, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> That's separated from reality. That's something you fabricated. Yeah, I think I am one of those people that I don't have, like, many different groups of friends. I have, like, some friends from high school and the majority are then just comedy friends. But I just felt like going to the classic. <laughs> Yeah, and that will forever be completely unacceptable to me. I also know. I also want to say that was like a that was like the only conflict we've ever had, um, and it lasted like two days. Oh but, no! People are gonna listen to this podcast and they're gonna rightfully <laughs> think James is a ridiculous human for not talking to Ruby for two days for going to the classic instead of going inside. And that's correct. They're correct to think that. <laughs> but this was, that's what this podcast is about, is I'm not always going to look amazing. I'm not always <laughs> going to look amazing in this podcast. That's the, the Sometimes the cons will just be ugly sides of myself, and that's fine. That's the <laughs> podcast. I signed up for it. But what was amazing was, first of all, <laughs> you blocked me on everything. Did I block or did I just unfriend? 
I think you blocked. Because no, I, I couldn't. Like the spirit. Okay, I don't. I don't know. I don't know how technology works. You unfollowed I me. Think, I think I I blocked you on Messenger, so you couldn't message me. Okay, but then I just unfollowed you on everything else. Yeah, so I don't use like Twitter or anything that often, so I didn't notice. And then when I couldn't message you on Messenger, I was like, "Oh, he must have like bad reception," because it was so far from my mind that you would be annoyed at all. At what had happened. And when we finally talked, I decided I'll just let him cool off. And then you apologised to me two days later, so it was all fine. Yeah. I think that, yeah, look, not my final <laughs> I think that things had been building up, you know? Like, I think, anyway, it's fine. Let's, next con. Um, all right, number two. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a broader con. Um, <laughs> I love these intros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have a problem <laughs> with how, with, with, with cancel culture. Mm-hmm. But you're quite a big fan of it. No, I don't think I am. Really? Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> well, this is very interesting. This is a big disconnect we have. Okay. So what do you, where do you think I am into cancel culture? What areas of my life do you think I've canceled people? I think, yeah, I think I often don't get the vibe that you're into second chances not for like people you're directly close with but I think in like in 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 the world that isn't ours of like you know celebrities and icons and blah 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 I think yeah I've always seen you as like into cancel culture and I think it's I think cancel culture is like silly um but yeah I've always associated that with you interesting I think I think we're at a I think the disconnect here is that we maybe have the our line in the sand is just in different places. Like I'm against I'm against cancel culture in the it de- okay it depends on your definition of cancel culture. I'm against cancel culture in terms of um like here's the receipts, hunty, and um, <laughs> and um let's get this person fired and shit like that. Uh-huh. I think is awful. Okay, yeah. I think if someone does something bad, that it is fair for me to no longer want to support that person. Uh, and there are, you know, there are other examples where I think that, like, um, yeah, there are times where someone's fuck-ups, if, um, if they reach a certain level, deserve... Um, to be talked about and be discussed. And I think the result of that discussion can be to no longer want to support that person. What about closer to home? Like people, you know, if someone, you know, i.e. a person. Yeah. Did something. We're obviously thinking of a specific person here. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, where would you <laughs> like, <laughs> what's your vibe on that? On like real life cancellations, closer to home kind of stuff. Um, for me, maybe that maybe that is time. Maybe that is a time where 
I have um, exhibited cancel culture in a way that is not totally in line with all of my values and how I'd love to have them. But I, but I, but, but there's a big but, which is that I think that um, if someone acts shitty multiple times in front of me, I don't want to be their friend anymore. Um, and I don't want any really anything to do with them. Okay. Do you still think I do that? It's fine if you do. I'm just wondering. I think. I think you do. I don't think it is as prevalent as I maybe thought it was. Um, and obviously, you have a lot more thought behind it than um, I guess I assumed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're, like, somewhat on the same page. I think in terms of um, celebrities, for sure, we are on the same level there. Um, I think in, like, within our peers, um, maybe we differ a little. Um, But I do understand also where you're coming from with Mm. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, next point. Okay. There's also that time on my birthday. (laughs) that you made out with um my recently (laughs) ex-boyfriend that happened and we had a little argument about that yeah just a little argument but but you basically maintained that you were in the right (laughs) (laughs) for too long have we ever had have we ever had a fight where you were in the wrong (laughs) No, I'm perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay. So yeah, go for it. <laughs> how do I how do I how do you dig yourself out of this one, James Malcolm? Look, <laughs> I I plead guilty to the charges. <laughs> okay. Uh I am okay. The only thing I can say to defend myself, which is not even really a defense, I think that in my mind. Because he was straight, it didn't seem serious. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, because you'd been like so supportive of like the whole situation between me and him um, all the way through after, um, after we broke up and you were like totally there for me. So then it was a bit like, oh, <laughs> what are you doing on his face? Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I just, I think the mistake I made is that I felt like because I was gay and he was straight, it didn't feel like a serious mm. thing. It was just like a funny, silly, stupid thing. Yeah. But it wasn't a cool thing to do. I do want to just say um, the fun- the very funny moment that came from that was when we were kissing, but then he pulled away and he looked me in the eyes and he said, I know you want more, but this is all you're going to get from <laughs> me. <laughs> Cringe thing so, said to me. Oh my god, that's not sexy. <laughs> I mean, we stand boundaries, but like, it's just a really uncomfortable way of like, it. Oh, now I do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's also kind of, yeah, it's kind of a gross assumption that the gay guy obviously wants more out of the straight guy and isn't also yeah. just having a fun, jokey kiss, you know? Yeah. That. <laughs> You're right, you were the victim. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. I'm so like sorry that. you went through that. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I wanted to talk about, um, you know, in an alternate universe, this podcast doesn't exist because I already have a podcast with one Ruby Esther. Ruby Esther and I (laughs) um, had planned to make a podcast together uh, like over a year ago, I think. Yeah. Um, Maybe, can we say in hindsight, maybe the worst idea for a podcast ever? I I disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Oh, look, I think think it would have been a strong segment, but Um, but a whole... (laughs) So the, the podcast, the podcast we were going to do was going to be called Rainbow Friends, and it was going to be <laughs> two friends, Ruby and James, each week reviewing a different ride from the popular New Zealand theme park Rainbow's End. Uh, <laughs> and like the problem is, I think the problem we would have run into kind of early is that there are like eight rides at Rainbow's End. <laughs> yeah. Should we review the log flow? Like, let's do, let's test your, it could be a good segment theory. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. We full on wrote notes in our phone about it. Yeah, I don't know oh if I God. still have it or not. Let like, me just see if I still have one. Oh, I've got it. I found one. Oh, my God, I've got it. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> um, All right. Let's, let's test this out. The log flume's the most iconic one. Let's, I mean, yeah, that one was so fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've written I've written guy being sick which I, <laughs> which I don't remember what it was interrupted by assume someone in front of us I don't remember that at all sick. yeah um I've written got sent nudes and lines that was a good day for Malcolm oh you uh, did oh, okay I've written got very wet water was cloudy <laughs> <laughs> convey about shipping i don't know what does that mean oh slipping convey about slip oh, a little yeah. bit that's a good point that was hard to get into that log what were your notes on the log flow okay so first thing i wrote was guy being sick um i just have no memory of that at all <laughs> Neither. um <laughs> i wrote more intense than expected Oh, that's a good note. Yeah, yeah. Um, Just said that drop. Uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, I wrote log skipped for sure because I think I remember when we were coming down, it it went off the track for a little bit. Do you remember that? I think that's what I meant by conveyor belt slipping. Yeah, and we were like, was that meant to happen? (laughs) And what a podcast this would have been. And my God, that was a whole two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and we were going to try and fill half an hour talking about each ride. <sighs> all right. Is that everything? Yeah, I think that's all. <laughs> wow. Well, I it. <laughs> do you have anything you want to plug, Ruby? Next year's comedy fest. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for Ruby Esther on social media. You know, follow social the socials. It's uh, a Ruby Esther on the old Instagramification. Great, and uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Rainbow Friends podcast. Uh, 
the podcast where we review every Rainbow's End ride, uh, and then eventually. <laughs> Yeah. Next week we'll be reviewing the Motion Master. I think that's weirdly the one I had the most notes for. Oh, if you have a review of James Malcolm that you want to send in, uh, there's a link in the podcast description to record your own little short review, and I'll do an episode okay. sometime where I listen to some listener reviews and uh, <laughs> fight you all on them. So yeah, so thank you, uh, thank you for listening. Great, five stars on iTunes, all that bullshit. And uh, see you next episode.